Hello, you're listening to Our War, the podcast that talks to real people with real stories about a real God. My name's Luke. My name's Steve. And today we are talking to Matthews. Steve, I have a massive headache right now. That is not good. I generally don't think I'm going to be able to do the podcast. Well, you're here now, so... I'm here now, I might And well. also, I mean, people will be saying you should pray, and it will go... True, so, true. Pray in Jesus' me. name, your headache is gone, Amen. and then this will be your best podcast recording yet. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> sounds good, that sounds yeah. good. Encouraging. Yeah. Um, anyway, to the people listening, I'd just like to remind everyone, if you'd like to find us or get in contact with us, you can on various things. We have a Facebook page. You can just type in Our Walk, and we do have a Facebook page. Please like it and share it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that also, at Our Walk Pod. If you'd like to email us, if you'd like to have any questions, or you want to be part of the show yourself, or you just want to give us some criticism or some good feedback, you can email us at rwalkpod at gmail.com. And you can also check our website. It's fantastic. We, that's where you'll find every one of our episodes, plus blogs, and plus more coming very soon. rwalkpod.com. How are you today, Matthews? Are you right? I'm good, thank you. Good. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our walk, the podcast, and uh, sharing your story. So, again, if you're listening for the first time, we just remind everyone every week how this podcast is structured. Part one is usually always about your childhood, your upbringing, family, um, teenage years, just sort of growing up. Part two is always about uh, moments of encountering God, and part three is... Do you know what? My headache is really affecting me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. Part, Part three, three is what's happened since you met God. Steve, what would I do without you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Matthews, I'm going to hand it to you. If you'd just like to sort of um, start us off. Actually, first, I've got a question. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? A superpower? A superpower, yes. Healing. Healing. Oh, yeah. oh. See, that's... That's a very spiritual answer. I, for my, spiritual my answer. go-to answer is teleporting. I really want to see everybody well and, and, and doing well, so it always breaks my heart when I see someone who's very, very sick. Oh, And maybe really better than, yeah. Wow. <sighs> Put us to shame, yeah. teleportations. I was going to say flying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just us being selfish. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Matthew, just, um, if you'd like to sort of start us off, tell us about well, um, what childhood was like for you. Um, I was born over 40 years ago in in a town called Mochudi in Botswana, which is in the south part of Africa. And um, yes, I was raised by a single mom, so I'm from a single parent family. Um, she, she's very loving. She did all she could to give me um, a, a good upbringing. And... Um, yeah, and I'm now in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, you said that was over forty years ago. So help us fit in some of those gaps. Like, uh, any siblings, family? Oh yeah, um, I'm from a family of um, four brothers, one sister. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. And where do you fall? And I'm the first one. You're the oldest. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, SN and a lot more. So, yeah. Cool, right. And so, what was your school like? School life, education, kind of. Um. Yeah. Well, I went through primary school in Muchudi and then went to the capital city to uh, finish it off and then came back to my hometown to do secondary school and then after that I went to do national service for one year which was a requirement back in the day before you go to college and I did a certificate and earned, um, um, they call it a license in aviation communications. So uh, before I went um, full time into music or ministry, I was doing, uh, yeah, aviation communications. Right. So, it is national service uh, like to me that like army kind of. Oh uh, no, uh, back home it was different. Um, we uh, the government would just take us into different uh, government departments. Like I was doing. Uh, what we call non-formal education, okay. uh, which is education given to the older generation, which maybe never had an opportunity to go to school. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Matthews, um, were you? Was your mother? Um, did you sort of grow up in a Christian environment? Did you know who sort of God was? I'd say religious and not really born again Christian. She is now okay. born again. Yeah. And I actually even left her church to come to the church that I was going to right. after I got born again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I would say I come from a very strong um, religious background, right? But not really uh, very, very uh, Christian. Okay, right. So did you kind of growing up as you saw, when you were um, a young child? Did you have uh, a fair understanding on who God was as a child? Or yeah, I, I would say um, sort of. Um, that's because back home um, there is uh, religious education. Right. Um, in the schools and it's mandatory for everybody at primary school level and we pray uh, at our assembly points and yeah they sometimes even call pastors to come and minister to the children so yes oh, I right. had an idea of who God was yeah. yeah cool so you mentioned primary school secondary school and you also mentioned briefly that you went into full-time ministry and worship yeah uh, did you go to did you study after secondary school or did you go straight into no, um, after secondary school and went to national service. After that, I did uh, a two-year program in aviation um, communications, and I started working for Cessna Zakama Airport, which is the one and only international airport in Botswana, uh-huh. uh, for about five years before I quit and went into full-time music. Right. Mm. Cool. So, is music um, always been a sort of passion of yours? Is it like as a oh, uh, yes, child? Um, from from as far back as I could remember, I, I mean, like, uh, there was a time I remember I was singing in my mother's church, and I was um, could have been nine, mm. you know. Um, it's, it's a very faint memory. All I remember is uh, afterwards, um, the these older ladies were giving me some coins, and I was very happy to <laughs> to receive the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you're that age, any kind of money is like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't know that my voice could actually earn me some money. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was really very encouraging mm. for me. So, I mean, we, we've heard you singing in church. Um, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Do you play instruments? I wish I could. Um, uh, I have I have a guy 
right here in England who is actually promised to help me oh, nice. uh, learn the keyboard. <laughs> right. But that would not really be for uh, live performances. I, I, I'm just doing it because I'm a songwriter as well and it would be much easier for me if I played an instrument. Mm. Yeah. Right. So uh, you mentioned you went into full-time music. Has it always been Christian music? Yes, it has always been okay. gospel for me. Yeah. Right. So I think we're jumping ahead a bit there. So... Mm. Um, I have a, a this might be a bit personal so you don't have to yeah. uh, you know you can not answer it but it's okay obviously coming from a, a single parent household like not having your dad around yeah. do you feel like that affected your upbringing and it did of... um, in so many ways I would say um, you know I, I always tell people that it was very emotional for me when I got born again and I was around 17 at the time and now obviously when you're born again you begin to talk to your father and it became so emotional for me the very first time i really attempted to pray i didn't know how to pray and i realized i had to say father and that was like for the first time mm. and i was like wow i have a father you know so i just broke down and i would say it was actually the first time i also realized that i was affected by his absence in my life and um yeah, and when I was even growing older, I realized that I had actually grown to sort of protect myself from, you know, affection. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes I even see bits and pieces of that even in my, my, my relationship with my wife, something that I'm working on, you know, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I guess part of that and you saying you're the, you were the oldest sibling do you feel like you kind of assumed a almost fatherish responsibility? Yes, and, 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 and you know, in a, in a very um, significant way because um, I was also now obviously as the oldest, the, the first one to go to work. And back in Africa, um, it's not like here. Uh, mothers take you to school so that you go work and bring food mm-hmm. into the house. And, and you know, so um, I remember when I... The first five years when I was working, actually, it was just taking care of my siblings and and her as well, you know. And I don't regret it. I I feel it gave me some sense of um, um. I felt I did for my family what my father couldn't do for me. Mm-hmm. And because I was born again, also I felt, yeah, I I, I felt fulfilled mm-hmm. in a way. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, as a child, you were. You said you, your your mother was religious and you were actively going to attending churches yeah. when you were younger. Yeah. Looking back um, now, would you say that that you had a some somewhat of a relationship with God back then, or was there just no relationship with God at all? It was just knowing what um, church was all about and knowing who God was and stuff, but there was just nothing there in it for you as a child. Um, I would say it actually contributed um, mm. into in, in me finally getting born again at the age of 17 because um, I remember I never really went out to do what the other boys were doing because I considered myself very religious and Christian. Yeah. It was only when I went to secondary school and I went to the school uh, scripture union club um, as they were preaching about Jesus, I realized that I didn't have the type of relationship with Jesus that they were talking about, mm. you know, but all along I thought I was a Christian. I, um, um, and then I realized also that it was religion because it was um, based on 
works yeah you know and 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 this and these young people now we're talking about the grace of god and it was really appealing to me and mm. that's how i got born again so yeah my religious background contributed a lot to mm. finally uh, deciding to make um a, a relationship with jesus mm. so it sounds a lot like your uh like religious upbringing was very uh almost academic like you know you knew it in your head yeah but it was never a heart no it was never so I mean, I guess, would you consider yourself like an academic? Did you like learning? Did you like going to school? Or were you more a <laughs> want to be outside playing kind of? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I loved going to school, but I, I, I think I was one of those that you'd call the odd one out. I think I've, I've been punished a few times by my primary school teachers, for example, for singing. I'll just best out singing. Oh. Because it, it, it just, of course, they were not gospel songs. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, yeah. uh, it would just be any popular song uh, from the radio, maybe. And, you know, and my class teacher would just be very angry with me, wondering, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I would rather have been, you know, just out there singing and, mm. and doing arts than formal education but yeah I thank God that I, I managed to go through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you've touched a little about um, obviously struggles in your sort of childhood and teenage years you know with uh, well just you know your teachers getting mad at you for singing and obviously mm-hmm. the um, absence of your father what other struggles were there that were you sort of facing as a child um, if you ca- if there were any others like could you remember any? Um, I would say they were all around the absence of our father. Yeah. Um, because every time there was uh, a need in the house, I'd be like, if he was here, he, he would help my mom. Because my mom was doing the best she could, but yeah. it was not enough. You know, so... Um, and I would say, actually, I think it, it really helped me to be born again. Because I, I developed some kind of bitterness yeah. uh, towards l- people, especially men. And, you know, I just felt... Uh, they were cruel people, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it must have been stressful as well. Like, was was that something you were sort of feeling? You know, again, being the oldest uh, sibling of your family and having having no father, was there a lot of stress? Yes, and there was, and, yeah. and and I think um, there was a time I felt I I was um, what would be the word aloof. Yeah, you know, because okay. I I was I was focused on. You know, going to work, getting money, and and proving to my mom that you know what I could be, what you know, uh, my father wasn't to her, and 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 all that, and that which I think is also the reason why I didn't got married late, even though I know I was in God's timing. Yeah. You know, because I was just busy trying to 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 prove that I can be uh, better than him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow. Right. So. Uh, what, one more question. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Just. <laughs> From what you were saying, do you, would it be fair to kind of say that you feel like you almost missed out on a a full childhood? I would say so because obviously, um, growing in my neighbourhood, I had age mates mm. um, who went to. I mean, one of the reasons I didn't even do a longer program at you know at college level was because I knew I had to go to work and mm. help out in the family. Um, and also, I had age mates now who came from well-off families, and they were not under pressure to, you know, to use their money, 
into meaningful things like um, buying food, buying clothes for younger ones and stuff like that. So they sort of like really enjoyed their maybe first five years of work and really had fun, you know, and something that I, I, I feel I never had the chance to do, even if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I've learned more about you in the past 15 minutes than, <laughs> than I knew before. So I feel, well, yeah. yeah, we've got a nice rounded picture of your upbringing in your life so yeah. let's let's end part one mm-hmm. ending part one sounds like yeah let's idea. end part one right there and then we'll come back in part two find out what happened to you when you were 17 and how you came to know god and um other moments i'm sure that you must have of encountering god and that's sure. into your face so yeah see you all in a bit thank you Two. Uh, I am feeling okay. How's your head? It's getting better. Yes. Yeah. It's getting better. <laughs> we uh, Matthew used to get his healing powers back, and uh, <laughs> 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 so <laughs> um, yeah. Let's part two. That this is the part where we find out about your how, the the moment or moments that you encountered God, that your faith, I know you mentioned before about your knowledge of religion yeah. and how that actually came alive and ended up in a relationship and a real living faith. So, what, I mean, can you think of one moment where God was like, yeah, I'm real and it kind of became totally real to you or were there lots of things building up to it? Yeah, um, when I went to senior secondary school, um, a friend of mine um, invited me to a scripture union uh, service, mm. Christian service, and I went there. And as they were worshiping and they were singing praises to God and speaking and 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 everything that they did in that service, I realized that they had something that I didn't have, and I could feel the void, you know. And um, I sort of really wanted to come back to their next service because I was trying to figure out what it was that they had that I didn't have. I mean, they were carrying Bibles. I had a Bible. They were talking about Jesus. I've talked about Jesus before. They were singing gospel music. I had sang it before. But there was still something very, very special about them. And the following week I came and I still couldn't find exactly what it was. So I told my friend about it and then he said, I think you need Jesus. I said, no, I think I have Jesus. And he said, no, I think you really need Jesus in your heart, you know, and make him uh, your personal savior and um, be able to talk to him and, and converse with him like you do to your father. And I was like, oh, I never thought that was possible. Mm-hmm. So um, I was intrigued and really wanted to to have that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ. And they led me in salvation prayer. Mm-hmm. And I still remember how peaceful I felt after that. It was like somebody had just poured some cold water, mm-hmm. you know, like right from the crown of my head going down to the soles of my feet. Now, I know in England, cold water is not really. <laughs> <laughs> but back home is very hard. And, you know, it was just a refreshing experience mm-hmm. uh, for me afterwards. And that now became my church because I stopped going to my mom's church. I, I just felt I did not belong there. And it took me about a year to really find a church. Yeah. You know, so I would say the first 12 months of my salvation, I was actually um, fellowshipping with the brethren in, in my school. Mm. Yeah. So that, your, that 
moment that salvation prayer you'd say that was when it all kind of sparked into life yes and um like i said earlier on um i remember now when i got home and realized that i had to develop this relationship mm. with him and you know i thought it was something very special that i had to really dress up and look good for so i um which i did and when i said father i i broke down mm. and that was because it was very very special for me to know that even though uh, my biological father was absent in my life there was someone in the person of jesus christ who was uh, willing to take that responsibility mm. yes and it, it was really a special moment mm. That's amazing. Mm. Um, getting to your sort of your passion for music, was I'm going probably going a bit further on there, but that we can go back. We you know we always sort of go back and stuff. Um, did you feel still like music was something you wanted to pursue, but all for God's will? Because obviously you know with the gospel and worship music, did you feel like okay, yes, this is what God's put. Um, on my heart, but also giving me the the ability to be able to sing very well uh, for him. Do you feel like that was a sort of a God given thing to you? Um, I remember a year later, I joined the praise and worship team in our church. Right, and I would say that was actually uh, the point when I realized that God really wanted me to do this as a ministry. Right, uh, I I never thought a talent you know, could be a minister or something that someone feels they have to do for, even for a living, yeah. you know. Um, and back in the day, uh, gospel music industry was almost non-existent in right. my country. Yeah, yeah. So I was not even thinking of uh, doing it to make money. I was just uh, thinking of it as, wow, I always love to go to church, uh, sing a song, and people are blessed, you know, because it also gave me some kind of um, self-confidence yeah. and and you know after church when people come to you and say wow when you send that song i really got blessed and you know this happened to me and this and that and you know when you sang and you know i experienced this healing you know in my emotions it was quite a, a beautiful moment mm. yeah. do you feel um a, a closer connection to god when you're um able to lead people into worship when you're when you're up there on oh, stage. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um I, I, I do not think I'll be able to live my Christian life to the full mm. uh, without music. It's like it's like a huge part of me is music. Yeah. You know, I um which actually now really makes me to appreciate how different God has made us because sometimes I look at people and I'm like, how does he live without music? Because I I, I just feel music is you know very very central um when it comes to just being happy and really being fulfilled and probably that's because that's what god made me to mm -hmm. so every time i stand before people to you know to sing to lead a song i i, I there's this sense of fulfillment and and i just feel that um wow this is what i'm supposed to be doing all the time mm. yeah amazing do you a quick quick side question do you mm -hmm. have a favorite worship song um almost it's like they change every month <laughs> <laughs> yes but um i would say the one that i really had for a very long time uh it's alpha and omega yeah. i've sang it in church yeah, um, once or twice um it's, it's the one song that i've really loved for for a very long time yeah, yeah. i i love um you and studio your wife have 
sung Waymaker. Oh, with me. I'm not sure we sang before. I don't remember. The first time I remember hearing it was, um, was with you and your wife <laughs> yeah. singing it at church. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah it's and a beautiful it's... song by a lady called Sinash. Yeah. 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 I've gone and found it and I've added it to my Christian playlist. I'm like, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> so yeah. uh, just go back to your story a bit. So uh, would you say the Holy Spirit, you obviously have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, were, would you say that he, when that salvation prayer is when that relationship started and how have you built on that how has he helped you yes um like when i did that salvation prayer obviously i wasn't really aware fully of what was going on but later on as i was growing in the lord i know that it was the touch of the holy spirit and um around yes around those years um i remember i i i read a book called um the holy spirit my senior partner and it really revolutionized my life and really transformed a lot of things you know you know in my life because i i began to realize that i could actually have a friend that i could ask you know for help anytime i needed you know there isn't like uh, i'm too busy or not available or anything of the sort yeah is it um so ever since that moment you 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 know saturday new relationship if you if you will um with god yeah. um going back home because you also changed churches you weren't going to the church your yeah. mother was going to anymore you changed churches so with your family um how was that like were you sort of open to them about what was sort of going on what was happening to you with your relationship and how did they find like the the change of church like you attending a different church yes i i had to tell my mom because like yeah. i said I come from a very religious family, so I had to tell them that the Sunday I won't be going to that church, I'll be yeah. going to that other one. And um, obviously they didn't quite understand what was going on. And I remember telling my new pastor about it because I felt it was, um, it was um, a challenge for me mm. uh, because I have a very close relationship with my mom. And my pastor said to me, um, the only way out of this is for you to make sure that you reflect Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, just be the Jesus that they can see. And when they see that difference, when they see, you know, that in, in, in you, the way you do things, the way you talk and the way you carry yourself, you know, um, then they will begin to appreciate why maybe you even had to leave. And ov obviously, um, I tried and I wouldn't really say I was best at it, mm -hmm. but I was so happy and so humbled when... Uh, I think it was three months later after that conversation with my new pastor that my mom came to me and said, I want to visit your church. Right. You, you have really changed. Mm. I thought I, I hadn't really changed much, but mm. she noticed. And that really touched me. And she did, you, you know, um, visit my church. Right. Oh, awesome. Right. Um, yeah. I think we'll end part two end there. Part two. We'll end part two there. We'll be back in a few moments and we'll talk about what's happened in your life since though, uh, that moment, since you've grown uh, a deeper and bigger connection with God. So yeah, we'll be right back. we're back and if you're wondering yes my head is getting better and better by the minute so thank you all for if you've been praying I guess you know time is irrelevant to God isn't it yeah, so if people are praying in the future 
because obviously we're recording these these all before they get released, you know, it's still going to help. It's yeah. going to be sort of praying in the past. So exactly. if you have been praying, thank you very much. And thank you, Jesus. Right. So, Matthews, back to you. Yeah. We have talked um, about your childhood, upbringing and moment of encountering God and how that has changed your life. You said that um, your mother noticed there was a change in you and that's why she wanted to attend your church. Yeah. Looking back or if you were told by your mother, what were those kind of changes in you that, um, what, well, what happened in you, sort of like you and your personality to make your mother notice these um, differences? Could you tell what it was? Or, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was mainly just, uh, you know, um, the responsibilities that she gave to us as, as children in the house. I, I was happy to do stuff. I, I would wash the dishes and I would be singing. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be sweeping the yard, I'll be doing this and that. Sometimes I would even do uh, uh, th stuff that maybe my sister was supposed to be doing and I was not complaining. I, I was just happy and she noticed it and realized, no, something has really happened to this boy. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Did, did other people notice that, that you knew before um, attending this church? Like, were there other people come up to you and was like, wow, you've really... Change. Yeah, I would say one, one, one boy who, who was my friend in the neighborhood. Right. Um, yeah, because there was now even my language changed. Okay, I couldn't yeah. cuss anymore. I, you know, um, I, I was not doing the naughty stuff anymore. I was just, this, he actually thought I was boring. But to me, <laughs> um, uh, um, that was like, wow, then I have really changed. And I thank God for giving me the strength to change. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. We often hear uh, Pastor Neville talk about you know how if you've given your life to god but your actions and your personality don't change i have you really you know like yeah. giving your life to god that results in change happening so if you haven't changed from before then you know you have yeah. to look for um so let's i i just i want to kind of fill in the gap between you know giving your life to god and getting your church to where you are now because um, that obviously all happened after you gave your life to God. So we know, I mean, me and Luke know, you got married last year. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so what ha What can you give us a few details about how you got from, what, 17, 18 to yeah. here in the UK now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got born again, finished school, did college, um, went to work for, you know, at the airport. And it was when I was working at the airport that I fell in love with students. This was back in 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I had known her from scripture union conferences. She was going to a different school, different town, but we would gather during school holidays for scripture union conferences. And I, I got to know her just as um, this sister who was a friend to my friends. And in 2003, because we also now went to the same church, but different branches. Mm -hmm. um, so even when she came here, I knew that she had come to England at that time. And it was when she was here that I began to develop, uh, you know, feelings for her. And I communicated that to her through an email. And um, it was beginning of February 2003. And she waited for the um, for the Valentine's to <laughs> to say yes, um, yeah. And we went on in that relationship. It was beautiful. December of two thousand and three, I came here to Reading, you know, for the very first time in England as well. Mm. Um, but um, 
for some reason communication wasn't as good as it is now so um we had a breakout right. you know cut long story short um 2017 we got back together again and this time around both of us were mature and ready to get married yeah. and we did in That's 2018 true. yeah oh, brilliant wow mm. that's a nice little story i like yeah, that nice. <laughs> yeah should make a movie about absence that. makes the heart grow <laughs> Okay, so that's your personal relationship, which yeah. is like, you know, I love seeing you two together, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, tell us more about your ministry, you know, you, you say you went into songwriting and singing. Yes, um, in 2006, I left my job uh, because I felt um, I wanted to do music. I was beginning to get more and more invitations, paid invitations, and right. I felt, wow, I can actually now do this for a living as well. Um, so I left my job for that. And it was a beautiful decision that I really made. There were challenges, obviously, because um, your salary or income is based on invitations. Yeah. There would be times when invitations are not coming through. There would be times when you have lots and lots of those. Um, yes, and I started writing lots and lots of songs. One of those songs that I wrote became very, 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 very big in South Africa. By um, There's a lady who... Who came to Botswana and she heard me sing the song. She said she's a very big star in South Africa. Um, and she said, Do you mind if I go and record the song? I said, No. And the song became very, very big. And that also became a turning point in my songwriting skills because I even won an award in oh. one of our local, you know, gospel music awards. Mm. Yes. And so I've been doing music full time, I would say, since 2006. There have been the up moments and the down moments, mm -hmm. yeah, but I do not really regret anything. I've traveled quite a lot, especially into South Africa, almost every city in South Africa, Cape Town, Johannesburg, Durban, everywhere. I've been to Zambia, I've been to Zimbabwe many times, I've been, you know, to Lesotho, to Swaziland, I've been to Kenya, mm -hmm. you know, on invitations. So, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I would say the good moments outweighed the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you see, like, within within movies or like you see on social media or, or wherever wherever, but you get musicians that you know aren't sort of gospel or um, religious based, um, famous musicians and singers and stuff like that. The there's a lot of struggles with many things. You know, one of those things can be sort of um, tiredness because you're sort of travelling so much. Were there any moments like that? Is uh, like is it a completely different thing when there's a purpose behind this um, travelling and stuff? Because mm. with this, it's you leading people into worship, um, yeah. praising God, you know, mm. worshiping God and stuff like that. Is that um, complete? Does that completely change everything and gives it such a positive outlook? Again, that like you said, there were bad days, you know, and challenging mm. days and struggles along the way. Yeah. But you say the good outweigh the bad. Is that because it's because we are worshipping God and you're leading those people into worshipping God. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would say if I had my way, I would, I would really make sure that nobody sings gospel music until they are born again. Yeah. It has to be Jesus first mm -hmm. and later, you know, um, um, singing for him. Um, I would get invitations, but when you are born again and you are doing it for a purpose, you that there would be a sense of responsibility and too, yeah. um, and and even discipline. For example, I, I made sure that 
no matter how how busy I get, I have to be at church on Sunday. Mm. It has always been a principle. Well, there will be times when I'm invited like very far away from my local church, but I'll still make sure that on Sunday I'm somewhere mm. at church, you know. And even when I received invitations, I would sort of work around a schedule that would allow me to be at church on Sunday. Because I felt going to church and being ministered to and receiving the word was more important than just going out to sing gospel music yeah. at a concert somewhere. Yeah, so that really helped a lot. And also, I had people around me who are very prayerful, the people yeah. that I, I, I did music with. I got people who were properly born again and really loved the Lord and would pray with me and uh, for me as well. And... Yeah, that prayer really helped a lot. Brilliant. So, um, you mentioned earlier about your mum who was born again. Yeah. Uh, how are, you, are your siblings born again? Yeah, uh, my sister is. Uh, my brother, my other, my the last one in our in our family is just one brother who's not born again yet, and we are trusting God that he would. Yeah. He would follow suit. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, I mean, uh, is that uh, would you? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Did you have a hand in kind of leading them to be born Oh, yes, again? definitely. Because after my mother visited my church for the first time, um, obviously, that time they were still younger, so they just followed. He, obviously, she was very, very influential over them. They just followed. And, um, well, they didn't really make decisions for, you know, to, to follow Jesus immediately, but along the way they did. Mm. Yeah, so I, I really feel... Uh, God used me, and I and I say that in a very humble way to bring change. Mm. You know, but it must be really, I guess, really heartening, encouraging. Must feel kind yeah. of like you know, yeah. God used me, and I now see the majority of my family. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's really nice. So, um, I have another question, but I've forgotten what it is. Quick. Should I ask one? Yeah, go quickly. on. <laughs> okay, so since um since you're um coming to sort of know God, um. We all know in this world, you know, when when you sort of give your life to God and you make that first step into building your faith, your relationship with Him, um, it's not always going to be easy. Yeah. And you've touched a little bit, like, in the struggles and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you said you had bad days while yeah. um, sort of getting into ministry and stuff. Um, and then you had a breakout with Studio back in 2003 and stuff. Uh, what other... Were there any other sort of major hurdles that you had to sort of overcome? Um, and how did you sort of overcome those uh, struggles, if there were any? You know, what did you put into place, like, um, practically? Like, were you just sort of constantly reading the Bible and stuff? Or, yeah, so part one of the question was, like, were there any sort of big major struggles in your life Yeah. since then? I think the one thing that I did, because um, what happened is um, when I got busier, yeah, with, with the music thing, um, I sort of felt that I was losing it. I'm still going to church on Sunday. I'm, you know, I'm still praying, but it's like there's something I'm losing. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm losing touch with God or something, because I think my mind was always preoccupied with the next invitation, and yeah. you, know, you know, they need to to deposit the money into the account before we go, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I have to to go and duplicate CDs and. You know, um, and then one man actually 
uh, talk to me and said it is important that you have someone that you account yourself into to um, mm-hmm. account yourself to mm-hmm. um, well I had my pastor but I needed somebody who is um, doing what I was doing but who is actually more mature you know so that I'll be able to um, confide in them and yeah. really uh, uh, allow them to to go into my life and pray with me and and you know give me advice which which I did and that was very very helpful and yes like you mentioned the Bible um, well I find it very difficult to read the Bible when I'm going through stuff yeah but the Bible remains the you know the book that I really read more than any other book and because of that I have found that when you study the word and consume the word in your happier times um, when your bad moment comes you don't really have to read it it yeah. will just come out from your spirit and you apply it to that situation and that is uh, the one thing that I always do mm. Mm. Wow, you kind of covered the question I remember that when you asked it so ah. we're all good um, <laughs> people listening probably I mean because you are fairly well known and you've got a, probably a fair bunch of fans who look up to you do you have any advice because I know a lot of people who struggle with reading the bible and kind of having that daily time with god do you have any advice for people that might go ah i try to read the bible but it's just too difficult i don't know how to do it kind of um um every time i win a soul to the lord and this is back home i'm struggling to win souls. (laughs) um yeah uh back home i I would tell them to um first of all um to ask the holy spirit to interpret the scriptures um to them and to bring color you know beauty and excitement to the scriptures because without the holy spirit the bible can really be boring because it was never meant to be read as a novel so if you are going to be reading it like you're reading a novel you're going to be stuck somewhere you know um and then i'll also tell them to start with the easier books shorter books from the new testament and you know the epistles and all that um more like the book of john you know, mark and just enjoy the miracles that Jesus was performing and, and all that, as opposed to maybe starting with Leviticus, you know. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, that's you know. a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there must be some people who have gone, oh, I'm going to find out about this Christianity stuff and then open the book and go to Leviticus <laughs> or Deuteronomy and just yeah. like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Mm. Mm. Great. So, um, Matthew's like, you do, you're quite well known, as Steve sort of said, and you're quite sort of famous and stuff. For If someone was to ask you again for advice just if they were going through a tough time um, and they were questioning their faith or just sort of questioning life itself and they look to you as some sort of a role model and you know someone that could sort of help them out what sort of advice or what would you say that uh, to them that could sort of help them through this sort of tricky time yes um obviously as a christian uh, 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 i would um, advise them to to tend to Jesus. Mm. Uh, first of all, I would even want to to check if they are born again. You know, yeah. um, um, if they are not, I would try to win them to the Lord, but no, obviously no pressure. Um, but if they are Christian, I would tell them to to involve Jesus in their lives. And you know, I have always been about developing a developing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because 
I think for me, uh, there isn't really any science behind it. It's just telling you, I'm just a normal person. But when I'm going through stuff, I just tell Jesus that I cannot handle it anymore. And he has always come in, you know, through for me. You know, so yeah, I think that's what I would do. So Matthews, in, in closing, um, quite quite a big question, quite, I guess a broad question, yeah. if that's the right word. Um, what would you say God means to you? Um, okay, I'm now a married man and one scripture that we use as more like our vision scripture or, or yeah, is Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. And that is, God is able to do exceeding abundantly mm. above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. You know, um, and to me, God is somebody who is so skillful that he decided to live right in the inside of me. I don't have to be looking for him or try to call him. I know I can just tap into his power that is resident, you know, in me. So the beautiful thing about God that I know is um, he is closer than even my breath. You know, that's what God means to me. And uh, Ephesians 3.20 becomes our favorite scripture because for me it's a testimony. God took me from a backyard somewhere in a small town. And, you know, and he brought me to a platform that I never thought was going to be possible for me to ever be on. And you go to Botswana today, um, you say Matthews, everybody knows who you are talking about. And I really uh, uh, credit that to God. You know, I remember when I was uh, coming to England to join my wife, the government website actually, you know, ran the story that Matthews was relocating to England. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I actually never thought I would be where I am, where even the government wants to talk about it. You know, so yeah, that's what God is to me. Somebody who can take a nobody into somebody and mess into a message, a test into a testimony. Yeah. Matthews, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been really inspiring. Um, I feel like we should be, you know, I don't, I don't know, like finding you on Spotify or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, I'll be in there soon. Oh, yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Well then, we'll, we'll make sure that we help people find you. So um, before, before we close, before we ask any additional questions, just... Any prayer requests for you? Anything coming up? Anything that you're going through that you'd like uh, us and listeners to be praying for? Oh yes, I'm 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 going home to Botswana for for a month to sort out some stuff, and um, I'll be away from my wife for the longest time. And yeah, I think both of us need prayer, and also the fact that um I'm now settling in England, and um I would still want in the future to. To, to go back full time into music even here as the Lord would lead me and, 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 and love to yeah, I would love to do that. Um so that's why I would really need prayer. Mm, brilliant. And uh Matthews, for listeners that don't or have sort of never heard of you or are kinda of interested in, in finding you because you are a brilliant worship singer, mm. um and a brilliant musician and, and 
songwriter and stuff where could people find you like do you have any um, Facebook pages or Twitter or anything yes I have a Facebook page and it's uh, I'll spell it out it's <laughs> M-A-T-A-I-O that's the first name M-A-T-A-I-O and then the surname is M-A-T-S-E T-S-E I'll say it again M-A-T-S-E TSE. Brilliant. Well, Matthew, thank you very much for being a part of our walk and sharing your walk with uh, me and Steve and with the listeners. It's been absolutely tremendous. It was an honour for me. Brilliant. And just what a good God we serve, hey? Amen. So, yeah. So, I'd just like to remind our listeners where you can find or get in contact with me and Steve, our walk. We have a Facebook page ourselves. Just type in our walk. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, you can follow us at our walk pod. If you'd like to email us, if you have any questions, whether you part of the show, criticisms, or just good feedback, you can email ourwalkpod at gmail.com and you can visit our brand new spanking website. Spanking's probably not the right <laughs> word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Um, you just search uh, ourwalkpod.com where you'll be able to find every episode with um, also blogs as well that we post on there, a bit of bio of me and Steve, and much more to come soon. I'm Luke, this is Steve, this is Matthews, and goodbye. God bless. Spank. Woo!